Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I am chatting with Naresh Visa, and he is the founder and CEO of Krish Media and Marketing, which you can find online at NareshVisa.com, N-A-R-E-S-H-V-I-S-S-A.com. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Sandy. It's a pleasure to be on. I... I'm excited about talking about marketing today. That is something every business has to do. You absolutely can't avoid it. So every business owner, every business professional needs to know a little bit more about that. And I'm sure you have some great tips even for people in the marketing arena. So let's start out with what it is exactly that you do for your clients when you work with them. Yeah, well, like you mentioned in the intro, I'm the founder and CEO of Krish Media and Marketing. The website, the company's website is KrishMediaMarketing.com, K-R-I-S-H, MediaMarketing.com. We're a full-service digital marketing agency, so we do anything and everything online and digital, not just marketing, but on the tech side, too, because in today's environment, you can't market without the emergence of technology. They've merged, they become one and the same. Uh, you can do technology without marketing, but you cannot market without technology because almost everything, I don't want to say everything, but almost everything has gone online and digital. And we know this in our everyday lives just by being locked down at home, using our computers, using our tablets, using our phones, the amount of time that we spend on our phones. That's largely because of digital marketing. So my company helps existing companies and individuals. So it's a B2B business, business to business. We help companies with their marketing and with their technology problems. Uh, we provide solutions. So some examples that we do, we do design work, web design, logo design, web development. If, if a company wants to create a website, we also uh, do mobile app development. Uh, we do pay-per-click advertising, social media marketing, social media advertising, a lot of online branding, online reputation management, even podcast production, podcast monetization, a lot of podcasts. In fact, the company started out in, in the podcasting space in 2011, and then officially in 2013, we started doing marketing project management for companies as well. So companies have actually uh, gotten rid of, cut fired their marketing departments and just outsourced the marketing to us. They've saved a lot of costs by doing that and gotten much higher quality, better returns. So a few other services that we offer, affiliate marketing, uh, book publishing, including ebook publishing and audiobook publishing. Like I said, we're a full service digital marketing agency. So we do anything and everything marketing related. And that is a lot. That was quite the buffet of marketing and especially on the tech side options there. So it's a good way to put it, a buffet. We offer a buffet of services. <laughs> there we go. And we know that when we go to a buffet, what happens? We put too much on our plate. We don't really enjoy any specific dishes and we end up bloated. So <laughs> when you work with clients, 
how do you help them decide what to do and what not to do? Because you're talking about all these options and they're all exciting. And when we have an expert on board who can walk us through it, I believe the temptation would be to say, give me everything. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, surprisingly, once once people need to pay, pay money, once companies need to pay, pay money, then they become selective in what they want to do. So with a buffet, it's an all-you-can-eat. You pay a set price, you know, $10, $15, all-you-can-eat. In our case, we're charging per individual item. So, so there's no, uh, you know, just pay us X amount of dollars and we'll do everything for you. No, that's not how we operate. It's, it's an a la carte type of service. Now, we can, di- we can discount if they order several services from us. We can provide uh, discounted price breaks. But I will say our company, the competitive advantage is our pricing. That's what separates us from our competitors. And the pricing is extremely competitive. And I'll just even say it, it's low because my philosophy is you want to get people through the door. And once you get people through the door at a low price and you provide good quality service, you've got a customer for life. So our retention is extremely high. And on top of that, I tried the the expensive price model of charging as much as you can, because that's what I was told by several mentors of mine who are part of a different generation where it seemed that worked in the 80s and the 90s, maybe even the 2000s, but post-financial crisis, 2008, 2009, that model has, it, it just doesn't work anymore. And I tried it and it worked for a year until I got into a lawsuit with a client and until several other clients left because they felt like nothing was ever enough for what they were paying because we were charging an arm and a leg. So that's when I changed the pricing structure to low cost. Hey, give us a shot. Give us a shot. And you have very, very little to lose at this low price point. And if you don't like us, you didn't really lose much. You can move on with life. And if you do like us, we've got the buffet of services for you to choose from. So most of our clients come in. Uh, I don't even have to do much of a sales pitch. I do a lot of my marketing through interviews like this, media interviews, online branding, our website, krishmediamarketing.com, referral marketing. So they already come in. The clients come in knowing what they want. They say, hey, I need online reputation management. Hey, I need a website done. Hey, I need, I want to, yesterday we had a client come in saying, hey, I'm launching a book. Can you help us publish it? Can you help us market it? Because we offer an Amazon bestseller campaign. So they come in knowing what they need and we are able to provide the solution. And it's a very simple transaction. I lay out all the terms and details in writing via email. And then I also say, look, you're going to have to pay up front Uh, for anything below a thousand dollars. You're going to have to pay up front and we don't get started until we receive payment. And again, that is because of experience. I used to be on the other side of the coin where I would say, okay, we'll do all the work. And then we invoice them after the project is complete and we never heard anything back. And we uh, were owed thousands and thousands of dollars. So uh, always take payment up front if you can. We take it for anything under $1,000. And folks on retainer, they're loyal clients. They're honest. So uh, we don't bill retainer until the, the, the end of the month. So talk to me about how placing yourself in the um, low price, high quality service arena how does that play into 
you marketing your brand? I know you told us a little bit about that, but it seems like you would have had to have created a huge shift in marketing your company when you changed that model. No, I wouldn't say it was a huge shift because look, it's a small business. I'm a small businessman. I don't run a large corporation. So making a shift is is simple to do because all the employees at that work for Christian media marketing are part-time or independent. So uh, making a cultural change is entirely dependent on me, the leader, the founder, the CEO. So when I made that change, it was because of the legal issues that I was going through and that the company was going through. And it was tough. Business was tough. It went down. um, This was maybe six, seven years, six years ago, seven years ago. Uh, Business was, was tough. And this was about within two years of getting started officially. And look, Business is not easy. If you think you're just going to start a business and make a ton of money, if you think you're going to start a business and make a living, let's just say a living is $60,000 a year, um, that's that's still pretty tough. And, and you take it for granted. Like I got all these great jobs right out of school, right out of undergrad, right out of graduate school, business school, these high paying, close to six figure. I mean, when I was 23 years old, making over $100,000 a year. And so I got spoiled because I was like, oh, you know, life is so easy. Uh, The world is so easy. I don't understand why so many people are on unemployment. Like this is like the easiest thing in the world. And then when I started my business, uh, a couple of reasons why I started it. Number one is I was actually making more money when I started Christian Media and Marketing than than when I was working full time because it started out as a side hustle, Christian Media and Marketing. And when I was working on it on the side, uh, it got big enough after I left my company, that the company I was working at, within a month, it's like I gave myself a 20% raise. So that's one reason. But the other reason is the freedom. The freedom is incredible when it comes to running your own business. It, you, fix your, you, you make your own schedule. I was in my 20s. I was single at the time. You can just enjoy life, uh, live it up as a 20-something millennial down in Florida where I live, where I've lived for the past seven or eight, seven years. Um, so it, it comes with a lot of autonomy, but now my situation has changed. My personal situation has changed. I'm married and I have a son and I'm a stay at home dad. I'm able to take care of him mostly, uh, with minimal help from, uh, the nanny and, and, uh, obviously help from my wife when she's off, but, uh, it's mostly me taking care of him and it's great. And the only reason why I'm able to stay at home and run my businesses and write my books um, is because I put in the work in my mid twenties to get up to this level. And it's great. It's probably, I would say this is, if someone says, what's the most, most rewarding accomplishment, it's, uh, it's actually earning the right to be a a stay at home dad while making money and running a business that that's, I'm, I'm most proud of that more than anything else. And that's such a wonderful thing. And that's a lot of the reason we go into business is to, have the life we want to achieve some personal goals inside or outside of our business. And you went through a lot building your company, rebuilding your company. I'm curious what you think was the most interesting challenge you faced during that journey. Well, it was a personal journey. It wasn't just a business journey, but it was a personal journey of understanding myself, who I was, dealing with the adversity, and going through those downs. Because uh, those downs are what make you as a person. They're what teach you a lot of the the lessons. And like I mentioned earlier, I was in my mid-20s. I'm very fortunate I was in my mid-20s when I went through those downs. Because if I was 10 years older in my mid-30s instead of my mid-20s, 
we're talking problems. We're talking a lot of problems. So it's a lot easier to go through the downs when you're younger, when you have less to lose. And at the time you think you have everything to lose because you're young and you don't know any better, but you actually have less to lose. And my recommendation is, um, number one, get started. No matter how old you are, you might be in your mid thirties or mid forties. Don't put it off. Don't put it off until your sixties or seventies, because it's never going to happen. And the second thing I would say is you asked, how did I deal with it? Well, there are four areas of my life that I focused on. Thanks to the book, seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. And the four areas were mental health, spiritual health, emotional health, and physical health. So at the time I was living in Baltimore, Maryland, I uh, physically, I would go to the gym every day. Uh, I would say if not every day, four to five days a week, it was right across the street from where I lived. So I'd walk on over and try to get solid workouts in, do some weights, crunches, sit-ups, cardio, you name it, legs. I, I would work out every day and that would help keep me physically fit, which affects you in the other areas, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. As far as emotional health goes, again, like I mentioned, I was living in Baltimore, didn't know anybody. I'm not from there. I moved there because of the job that I was working before I started my company, had very few friends. Um, if I did have friends, it was difficult to meet up with them, difficult to get together. So, uh, emotionally what I did, that was actually a good thing because I was able to get rid of a lot of people who are not helpful to me, who did not help me in life, who did not make me feel good about myself. So emotional health, I think is cutting those people who bring you down. And unfortunately those people could be family members, could be spouses, could be, uh, people who you've known since you were a kid, but, uh, you have to do what's best for, for you. Uh, then there's the spiritual health. And I happen to be a religious person, but you don't need to be religious in order to be spiritual. In Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and other books, they talk about spirituality merely as giving thanks, giving thanks for life, giving thanks for living and breathing. And every morning I wake up, I look up and I just give thanks. Thank you. There's another day. Every night when I go to sleep, give thanks. Uh, after I shower every day, I do pray to God and I give thanks for everything, for my family, for my son, for my house, for the food, for, for living, for the health. That's what spirituality is. It has nothing to do with religion. It can. I go to the temple every Sunday. And then uh, the mental health has more to do with exercising the brain. So I try to exercise my brain through reading a lot, I read at least probably an hour and a half a day. Um, and it's reading good thing, not, not junk. Junk would be like news uh, that just comes and goes. It gets your emotions up and running. Now you can take the news and, and use it to your advantage if that's your job or if you can find ways to monetize off it. But otherwise, news is just there to get you angry and uh, to get people riled up. So reading things like I've already brought up, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, mental exercise can even be listening to a podcast like this, listening to different podcasts. I spent because my company does a lot of podcast production work, uh, I spend at least 15 hours a month listening to podcasts. And I have been doing this since 2013. So when you're listening to podcasts, they're free. You can improve your mental health, improve your mental well-being by listening to good podcasts, all available free of charge through the Apple Podcasts app if you have an iPhone or through any other podcasting app. Uh, but it's also exercising the brain through writing. I've written five books. Two of them have been bestsellers, uh, done very well. And then also through playing chess. I play 
chess on my phone. I used to be a part of a chess group that doesn't meet anymore due to the pandemic, but I'm looking forward to teaching my son how to play chess uh, as he gets older. He's, he's almost yeah, he's 15 months right now. Um, but chess is a great way to exercise the brain as well. So if you do these four things, it's like a four-legged stool. If one leg is gone, if you destroy one leg, then the entire stool falls over. You are not able to sit. So all four need to be done on a daily basis and they become a part of who you are. And going back to your question, how did you get through this rough time for your business? This is how I got through. If you are able to be so disciplined and accomplished and and conquer these four areas of life, you will be able to get through anything, anything, whether it's a business problem, a personal problem, uh, anything, you will be able to get through it. And it sounds like this is something that didn't just sustain you during a difficult time. It's something that you have built on even as your business has been rebuilt and grown. Yeah, well, it's very, very important that you continue good habits throughout your life. You don't just do things when things go bad. And that's a problem with, uh, with people in general, with human nature. It's you put things off and you don't focus on things until things get bad. So you used these four pillars, these four legs of your stool, rebuilding yourself. That also helped you build influence in your business, in your personal life, perhaps. How do you use that influence? Well, when it comes to influence, look, personally, emotionally, like like I brought up earlier, emotional health, I try to keep uh, business separate from personal. So it, it's funny because a lot of my friends, they don't even know what I do. They know that I run some company. They know I, I also run a startup real estate company that invests in single family homes. So they know, they know I do something with real estate, but uh, I try to keep a business away from, from personal unless, unless people ask about it. And I love, I love talking business. I love talking shop. I love doing interviews like this, talking about business, personal development, uh, marketing, um, and so when people ask about it, we're able to have long discussions about uh, marketing principles, uh, book publishing, email marketing, which I think is, is still the most important form of marketing, getting into the nitty gritty. Um, and so that's how I'm able to influence on a personal level, but on a more public level. Look, you come out with five books. You have, uh, you're an entrepreneur of two successful six-figure uh, businesses and in, in, in value. You're a stay-at-home dad, which is pretty recent. Uh, a lot of people don't know that yet. Um, you, you do that, and it's like you know the media interviews. People email me uh, almost every other week saying, "Hey, can you come on my podcast?" Or uh, you know, I think you'd be a good fit for this podcast or or this print interview that we want to feature you on. Um, and that all helps the the business because coming on your show, doing all these other interviews, you have your audience. It helps with search engine optimization. People find me, krishmediamarketing.com, K-R-I-S-H, mediamarketing.com. They visit the site, see what we have there. Get on my mailing list, nareshvisa.com, nareshvisa.com. And once they get on my mailing list, um, they're now in my funnel. They're in my system. So I can reach out to them. I, I send out a newsletter, uh, send out my latest media hits and uh, pr- run special promotions and offers for my books through the mailing list. So they're now in the system and I'm able to promote myself and my services so that I can actually monetize. 
So you were busy. You were spending a lot of time on online, Naresh. Where do you suggest people go? You gave a couple of different websites. What's the best way to connect with you? I think the best way, even better, is if you get a free copy of my book, 50 Shades of Marketing, which we've touched on a little bit. It's 50 Shades of Marketing, Whip Your Business into Shape and Dominate Your Competition. It is all about online and digital marketing, about 250 pages worth of excellent content and resources that can help you take your business, take your marketing to the next level. And I want to give your listeners a free copy of the book. If they go to nareshvisa.com, get on my mailing list. And after you get on that mailing list, just send me an email through the website, through nareshvisa.com. You'll see a contact button. Send me an email and I will be glad to send you a free copy of 50 Shades of Marketing. Absolutely. It's a $15 value. It is a great book. I'm not just saying that because I wrote it. Uh, it. It actually hasn't sold the best of other books that I've written, but I'm most proud of, of that book. And I'm constantly going back and referencing it. So highly recommend people check out the book at nareshvisa.com and email me through there to get your free copy. Okay, Naresh, thank you so much for taking time out of your scheduled time away from your son to join <laughs> us here on the podcast today. Very much appreciated. Thank you so much. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time. Mm-hmm.